0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Open your Bible to John three sixteen, and I'm going to talk to you about Christmas keys. Somebody say Christmas keys. Amen. And so um, uh, there's three keys I'm going to talk to you about Christmas, and the first key is God... Um, has given us true love. Somebody say true love. true love. And you know, the world has love, and you know, the world talks about love, but a lot of times the world love is really, is really lust. It's really what you can get from somebody, or what they can give you, and you only love them until they keep giving you what you want them to, and when they stop, then you stop loving them, right? Um, so, uh, to death do us part, or until we fall out of love, Right? And uh, but really, uh, uh, God's love is true love, and it's love not based on um, us, per se, but it's based on His love for mankind. And so I love this because, you know, true meaning of Christmas is, is His love of Jesus, what Jesus has done for us, and he display- Jesus displayed that love through his life and his walk, and walking this perfect life and going to a cross he did not deserve. So let's look at this because really uh, the pinnacle of scripture uh, for our faith is John 3.16. You may know this. Um, I was uh, it, uh, at, at the workout facility a couple of weeks back or a couple of months back, and uh, I was witnessing to this guy when I walked in. I asked him if he knew John 3.16, He said, I've heard of John 3.16, but I don't know what it says. And it's amazing. And so John 3.16 should be every scripture. If you're a Christian, you've been a Christian for any time, you should know this by heart. How many people know John 3.16 by heart? Okay, praise God, because I'm about ready to have a counseling session with those that don't. Amen. (laughs) Amen. But uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So what, what, did, what was the reason why Jesus came to this earth? Really, for us to have a, a living relationship with God. Jesus did not come to give us a religion. Or to give us a set of rules to live by. No, he he came that we may have life and have it, what? More abundantly. So God wants us, you know, walking in this true love, which true love and walking in the love of God is walking in a relationship with God. How many people have a relationship with God? Amen. You do if you have Jesus in your heart. Amen. And that's true relationship. There's no true relationship with God the Father if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, his son. Lots of people say they love God, but they leave Jesus out. A lot of people say, oh, I thank God for my success, but they don't put Jesus. And if you don't honor the son, you cannot honor the father. So we have to honor the son, Jesus, because when you put Jesus in your faith, when you start talking about Jesus, that's when people start, you know, uh, they, they can judge you for that. Because Jesus, you know, he said he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. He's the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. So when you put Jesus in there, separates the boys from the men. In other words, all the other so-called Religions. And you say, well, you're being insensitive, pastor, to all the other religions. Shouldn't you be saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas? Because you want to be sensitive to all the other religions. Well, you know, I understand about sensitivity, but I think that the Bible says that we should let our light shine before men. So men can see our, and we're not ashamed of Jesus. Do not be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we should be letting our light shine instead of saying happy holidays so you can make people feel good. Merry Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah. Boldly. Merry Amen. Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to get bold about our faith. And in this, in this uh, life that we're living in right now, it's all about political correctness and being politically correct or socially correct in saying just the right things so you won't hurt people's feelings. Amen. Isn't that right? But, you know, Jesus hurt people's feelings. Jesus stepped on some toes. Jesus was kind of strong with the Pharisees. He called them whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones. That's, You know, he wasn't trying to win a popularity contest. Do you know Jesus wasn't trying to win a popularity contest when he went into the temple and, and, and they were selling and merchandising in the temple of, of the church and he took a cord and he drove them out. Called them thieves and robbers. He wasn't trying to win a popularity contest. He wouldn't have been a good politician. <laughs> Amen. Because right, he's not trying to please everybody. And listen, if you please God and God's pleased with you, eventually there will be people that will be pleased with you. People that fear God. So we don't have to have fear of man as long as you have fear of God. Amen? Amen. So the greatest gift that God can give us is His love through His Son, Jesus. Amen? And I love that because God loved us when we were unlovely. And sometimes God, you know, once we receive Christ... Sometimes we can be unlovely after we receive Christ. Amen. Has anybody ever been unlovely after you received Christ? Yes. No, not this crowd, because yes. this crowd is walking in the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> Glory to God! You guys walk in the Spirit. You don't. You don't walk out of the dictates of the flesh. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so, so, so God loves us even in our ugliness. And God loves us despite of our ugliness. Oh, I love that. Despite our ugliness. Amen? And see, and what it is, is people that don't believe that they have any ugliness, they're prideful people and they are ugly. Amen? <laughs> There's some people that don't think that they do anything wrong. I, I was witnessing yesterday, and I was at the uh, car wash, and I was washing my car, and I, I said to the, to the attendant there, uh, of course, I was right there late. They closed at eight o'clock, and I got there at seven forty-five. So I'm sure he wanted to be out by eight, and I, and I went a little overtime. I said, "Is it okay if I go overtime?" And uh, he said he was okay because he needed to stay around anyway to clean up. And I said, "Do you know the true meaning of, of Christmas?" And he said, uh, uh, "No. Tell me what is the true." And he was kind of condescending. <laughs> I said, "Jesus! I said he's the true meaning of Christmas. Jesus." Sets us free of ourselves. Amen. Jesus brings us into liberty and grace and freedom. And um, and I said, I said, are you a believer? He said, no, I'm an agnostic. And I said, what does that mean? Of course, I always want to ask people, what does that mean? You, know, you, all, you just interview people. You don't have to know everything. Just ask people what they know, and then they will reveal how dumb they are. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Or how ignorant they are, ignorant of ignoring, ignorant could be ignoring God's love for them. Amen. And uh, how ignorant they may be of God's love for them. And, uh, and so I said, well, you're an agnostic because, you know, you have what? You have agnostics and then you have atheists. And atheists are just angry people that hate God. Right. No, we won't go there. And um, atheists normally they they have a chip on their shoulder. But agnostics, a lot of times they, they believe there could be a God, but there's not evidence that declares that God exists. That that's was one thing that I studied about agnostics. Um, and so but he said, Oh, I believe that Jesus exists, I believe God exists, I just don't serve him. <laughs> and so I say, like, Okay. But if you knew how good my God is is, and how great, and the plan that he has for your life, and what he wants to do for you, you would serve him. And so I just gave him my testimony, and he said, that's nice, (laughs) 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 about how I got saved. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) So, you know, uh, not my testimony is precious to me. So, so when I give my testimony, it's so good, you know, because I talk about how good my, how good my God is. That's nice. Amen. And so, and so listen, it may not have done anything for him. I think it had. I think what it was is the God factor, the grace factor is working in in his life. And even though it may look like that we're sowing seeds on hard ground, maybe. No, 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 no. God's word will not return void. And I'm praying for this man. Amen. And I'm praying that, that God reveal his truth to him and wake him up. Amen. So it segues into this scripture right here in Romans 5. Uh, 8 through 11, it says, but God demonstrated, Romans 5, 8 through 11, but God demonstrated his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, why we were ugly people, <laughs> amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, denying God's love for us, amen, I'm just adding this, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, somebody say, I am justified, I am justified. justified. Shh, that is such a powerful word. I'm telling you, justification. Amen. I love that word. And we're justified. And you know, another meaning for this, you may have heard this before. It means just if I've never sinned. Think about that. We're justified just as if we've never sinned. Think about this. How was God's relationship with Adam and Eve before they partook of the tree of the knowledge, the the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? It was perfection. Perfection. Think about that. In other words, there was no breach. There was, there was no sin that was separating them. It was total love towards his man, Adam and, and, and his daughter Eve. Amen? And so it says here that we've been justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. And that's powerful because most people don't believe. And Well, let me say this. The unbeliever probably doesn't believe In the judgment side of God or even the wrath of God. Amen. But there is a wrath of God. It's coming. It's coming. That's why we need to be warning everybody. He's coming soon. Judgment day is coming. And for the Christian, judgment day is good. Because he's going to bless the Christians. Those that stand at his right, he's going to say, Come, enjoy what, what, what the Father has Come enjoy it. Amen? Eternal life. But with those that are standing on the left, they're going to go to eternal fire. So there's a reason why God's raising up. There's a reason for Jesus. It, it, there's a reason that Jesus came. Why? To save us from our sins. To save us actually from the consequences of our sins. And for us having a sin nature. Amen. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom we have now received reconciliation. Now now, 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 I'm talking to you today about Christmas keys, and let me just bring you into it. The, the first key is, is true love, the second key is true peace, and the third key is True joy. And I really believe that once we get a revelation of God's love for us, we'll move into His true peace. In other words, nothing will be able to rock our world. In other words, we will be anchored in our hope in Christ. And even though there's things going on all around us, trying to rock our world, trying to get us uh, unsettled, amen, uh, uh, as long as we stay grounded and rooted in God's love for us through his son Jesus, we will stay in his perfect peace. Amen. In Colossians 1, 19 and 20, it says, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of of his cross. Amen. So we see here that the Father uh, was pleased to uh, allow Jesus to go to the cross. He was pleased to allow Jesus to be the sin sacrifice for the sin of mankind so it could bring peace into this earth. Because without Jesus, then there's no grace. There's very little grace. There's all law and very little grace. Amen? So let's read this again. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. So the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, should bring you peace today. Why? Because Jesus was judged on the cross For my sins and for your sins. Jesus received the punishment. The wrath of God was on Jesus that day. He went to the cross so that we can have the blessings of God down here and in the sweet by and by. Amen. Amen. Isn't that good news today? So God's peace is given to us by the knowledge that our sins have been forgiven and that we will not be condemned With the world. I love that because we have the the gift of, you could say the gift of no condemnation or the gift of acceptance. Somebody say I'm accepted accepted. in the beloved. beloved. See what I love about Christianity, it's not a religion, it's really a relationship. And it's based on our relationship with God through his son Jesus. And so we're not in a religion of all these do's and don'ts where we got to keep doing Hopefully, so we can obtain a certain place so we can get there. Amen. And uh, thank God that God accepts us because we accepted his son, Jesus. It's called faith and grace. And so as long as we keep believing that Jesus is the Savior of the world and he's our Savior, we'll keep walking in the grace of God. Do you believe that today? And I love this because it says in Romans 8, because see, how many people... And we shouldn't, we, as Christians, we shouldn't be living in regrets. Hello. We shouldn't be thinking, oh, I wish I didn't do this last week. Or yes, yes, we may have made some mistakes. I'm going to say this. If you fall, don't fall back, fall forward. I'm going to say again, when we fall, don't fall backwards, but fall forward. What do I mean by that? Fall forward on your knees. And then allow the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from past mistakes. In other words, don't let regret rule your life. Don't get don't let don't allow the what ifs. What if I didn't do that? What if I don't allow regrets to define your life? Amen. And so I love this because, because there is, in Romans uh, 8, verse 1, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation. Somebody say no condemnation. No condemnation. To those that are, who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Oh, i got to get out of my chair now. i got to get out of my chair because you know what? You are free today. But you may say, but pastor, you don't know. i got some vices. Yeah, but put it under the blood. Amen. Start standing in your righteousness. Start standing in your righteousness in Christ and start speaking to those things, commanding those things to get out of your life. I'm going to say this to you this morning. You're growing into Christ-likeness. You're growing into Christhood. You're growing, you're growing, you're growing, glory to God. You're becoming more like Christ. Yes, thank you, Lord. And you're saying, well, uh, you don't you didn't see me last week. You know, I dropped a couple F bombs. I got really stressed out. Yeah, but you're you're doing it less and less, glory to God. You're you don't even know who you are yet. You're in a process. Somebody say, I'm in a, in a process. I'm telling you, you're pretty soon you're going to be pinching yourself. Man, those things used to bother me. My spouse used to take me off every time they did that. But now it's like, it's okay. <laughs> Praise Hallelujah. Lord, it's all right. Everything's going to be all right. Amen. Say I'm growing, I'm growing. Into, sonship. into sonship. Amen. Glory to God. Ephesians one four and six says, "Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world." Somebody say, "I'm chosen." chosen. Man, it's good to be chosen. Amen. Man, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 I hear stories of people. That, you know, uh, you know, you got the two guys and the, ki- the kids that they're, they're, they're forming a basketball team and they're playing two teams and, and you, they, they pick the tallest guy and all this. And then I, I hate to be the one that's the leftover. Okay, we'll take the short guy. But see, I'm going to say this to you this morning. You're not a leftover. Amen. You're not just somebody. Okay, I, we'll get them in. God bless All right. No, no, you're not a leftover to God. You're you're not just a last pick for God. No, no, no. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance, the Bible says. And God has chosen you. you, Do you believe that? Say, I'm chosen. chosen. Glory to God. Not frozen, but chosen. Just as God chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before Him in love. "...having predestined us to an adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us acceptable in the Beloved." So what is he saying here? He's saying that that He has chosen us, amen, we're chosen, and that we're adopted, glory to God, Amen. We're adopted into his family. We have sonship rights. Somebody say, I have sonship rights. Glory to God. You have rights as a child of God. You have rights to walk in in love. You have rights to walk in divine peace. You have rights to walk in divine joy. God gave you this joy and the world can't take it away. This joy that I have, (laughs) the world can't take it away. (laughs) Uh, Somebody need to write my songs here. Anybody ever heard that song? This joy that I have, the world can't take it away. The world can't take it and the world, uh, the world can't give it and the world can't. I don't know how to take it away. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Listen, when you're walking in the joy of the Lord, you know, I, I like what, um, I like what Paul says. Paul says, I will be a fool for Christ. Amen. In other words, in other words, you need to allow yourself to look foolish in front of other people because you love God so much. You don't care about people's opinions. You care about how much God's opinion is of you. And it's a good opinion. Amen. Amen. And so he says here that he chose us. He adopted us according to his good pleasure. And that we are accepted in the beloved. Say I'm accepted in Christ. Accepted in Christ. What does that mean? That means you don't have to work <laughs> for your acceptance in God, Amen. that means you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and He accepts you. You don't have to keep, you know, you know, checking yourself and making sure every move you make that God's there. Yeah, He's there with you. Amen. Sometimes you just gotta relax, cool out, enjoy the ride. And some of us aren't enjoying the ride in our Christian walk. We're trying. We're trying to work it out. And, and I understand the Bible says, work out your salvation, for it's God that works in us. And there is a process of that, but there's a process of resting in the Lord. You know, I love this, and this isn't in my notes, and this is a, 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 about peace. You know, I'm talking about peace, amen? And, pe- and and us receiving peace, it's us getting a revelation that we're His children, amen? That we're accepted, amen? So that should promote peace in our life, and I like what it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. He says this. He says, um, what does it say? <laughs> he says um, that, that uh, let's look at it. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. That's, thank you. Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Thank you. Somebody help me out there. Who helped me out there? Who was that that helped me out? Oh, thank you. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, right? Is it up there? Yeah, I got a picture of myself up here. Don't? Uh, 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 come to me, all who are heavy and heavy uh, laden, and I will give you toil. I will give you unrest. I'll give you grief. I'll give you a hard burden. No, I will give you rest. What's the, ne- what's the next verse? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burdens are difficult. No, my burdens are light. So what is he saying? He's saying here, if you just yoke up with God, if, if you yoke up with walking with Him, um, he's... See, listen, a lot of times what we do in our walk with Christ, we put a lot of undue burdens on ourselves. We put a lot of have-tos on ourselves. And God is not trying to burden us down with a bunch of stuff to do. Amen. I was, uh, you know, uh, I was listening to this one preacher, and he's a really great preacher. And uh, he was doing all this stuff for God, and he was busy, he was building a building. And I'm telling you, man, he was just running hard. And uh, he was running so hard, he got up to preach, and he couldn't speak. He was like, uh, uh, uh. And and he couldn't think what, what was his next scripture. And finally, you know, he had to sit down, I guess. And he went to the doctor. The doctor said, you overworked yourself. The the stress of everything going on in your life with the ministry, you just kept going and going and going. You haven't rested. And a lot of times, what we're doing sometimes is we put so many things on the list of every day that we're running. Is there anybody like that in here? And we got the, or you got, we got a couple amens. We got some doers in here. But listen, listen, um, uh, just think about this. I was reading this last night that. Mary and Martha, that Jesus came into their house, and 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 Martha was cooking and getting everything ready for the disciples, and, and, and Mary uh, was sitting at the feet of Jesus, and 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 Martha was so encumbered about trying to get everything right, get it right, and that's cool, and and he, and then Martha said to Jesus, uh, Jesus. Uh, tell Mary to help me out. Do you remember the story? And Jesus said, Martha, do we have any Martha? Marthas?" any... In other words, you're constantly worried about what may happen. You're worried about maybe, uh, is COVID going to get me today? Or you're worried about this? Or you're worried about that? And... Uh, are, are any Marthas in here, do we have, anybody have a tendency to just worry about things? And we t- sometimes we worry and, and we get stressed out and we become like a Martha. But, 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 but Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're so worried about so many things. And your sister, Mary, has chosen the best thing. What was Mary doing? She was sitting at the feet of Jesus listening to his word. And so I'm gonna say this that 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 worship always goes before work. Am I'm talking to anybody today, in other words, we need to learn to worship God. Yes. Learn to develop a relationship with God. And then when we work for Him, it's gonna be grace. Yes. It's gonna be a breeze. It's gonna be easy. It's gonna be it's gonna be, you know, fun. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. You know, I, I bought that gator last week. The gator. And, you know, uh, because, you know, I hate wearing these masks. You know, I was thinking, man, you know, like Foshey says, it's a symbol. You know, the mask is a symbol, you know, symbol of oppression to some of us. Amen. And and so and so I said, oh, man, well, if I got to wear a mask, I'm going to get a gator. And you guys heard my story. And the gator is, it's, it, you know, it's it's it, the thing that you can pull up. You guys ever seen one of those things that you can pull up? It's called the Gator, but they always fall down because I've been wearing them. It's like always going down on me. And so I bought the Gator. Man, I should have wore it today. I meant to get it. It, it, it's a, it, guys, it has a guy's nose and a beard. And it looks like that I'm wearing a beard. And I said, man, I'm walking into place and, you know, my favorite Starbucks place. And they, and they see me with a beard. I said, I got a whole new look. The Gator. What am I doing? I'm having fun. Just enjoy it. You just if you got to wear it, just enjoy it. Wear it, wear it right. You know, I came in the other day and and, and uh, was Wednesday when I ministered and I was wearing my I was wearing my leather. You know, I was looking. You know, I I always wanted a Harley. So, yen, pay attention. Okay. Um. So a Harley Davidson motorcycle. You know, and I, yeah, I dream about riding that bike. Amen. But of course, you know, I crashed on a what is it a, a moped. Helping, and, and Yin said, "No, no Harley, no Harley. You can't even ride a moped." And a moped I crashed on my boy bought. So I don't know what happened. He said, "Did you buy that bike? Did I actually crash?" Okay. He did, and it served him well. Did it serve him well? Did you ever crash on it? Never crashed, Never crashed on it. He might, he might. This next level might be a Harley for you, Thomas. But we'll, we'll continue here. So we're, we're talking about the, the second key is peace. And the third key is joy. And it says here in John 15, true joy. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abided in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, Jesus talks a lot about, in his ministry, he talks about love. He talks about loving your your neighbors. He talks about uh, loving, uh, uh, you know, your enemies. He talks about going the extra mile. Jesus always talked about love. He, he's talking about love. And he's saying here that, that as the Father loved me, I also love you. He's telling us to abide in his love. And he says in order to abide in his love, we have to obey God's commands. Amen. So obeying his commands reveals that we are abiding in his love. Amen? amen. And when we obey his commands, amen, which means that we walk in forgiveness amen. when people hurt us. Amen. amen. And we obey, we, we, we love our enemies, right? These things we have spoke to you that my joy uh, may remain in you and that your joy be made full. So, so, so we can actually walk in, I really believe this, that even during the pandemic, even during this year, even though some shortfalls have happened, maybe things, you know, that your favorite restaurant's not open. I know that's, that may be a little shallow, but uh, I'm missing my Jasons. But anyway, we'll continue. And... Uh, and even though some things are happening, you still can maintain the joy you still can maintain the joy of the Lord. Amen. 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 You can maintain it, say, I can maintain it. Can maintain it. So, so love, peace and joy does not come from the absence of problems, amen. but it comes from the presence of God amen. in our life. Amen. amen. So, so it comes to that. So what do we need to do? We need, we need, we need to stand on Isaiah 26:3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose minds is stayed on you because he trusts you. So, so listen, if we're dealing with turmoil today, if we're dealing with anxieties today, if we're dealing with uh, anger issues, anger is just, uh, you know, depression turned upside down. And if we're dealing with these things, then what we're not really doing is we're not really giving it to God. And we're not really trusting God in our life. And, and this Christmas, you're going to have to learn to give it to God and trust God. A lot of times we're trying to hold on way too tight in this life. And what God is saying, he's saying, let go and let God. Don't hold on so tight. Amen. In other words, God has you in the palm of his hand. So what do we do? We we need to be we need to be like Jesus in that storm that Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And then he went to the bow of the boat and he fell asleep. Right. And then all of a sudden there was a storm that came up uh, and and it was the waters were coming into the boat. And the fish experienced fishermen got freaked out. And they and they said, Jesus, and they woke him up, said, do you care that we perish? And then Jesus got up and he said, peace, be still in the storm. And, and, and the entire storm ceased and peace. And they just was amazed. And, and Jesus stood there and, and Jesus said, where is your faith? Amen. We got to keep our faith in the tough times. It's not what's going on out here that's going to rattle us. It's what's going on on the inside of us. And as long as we can maintain the peace on the inside, then we can control the outside. And Jesus had peace on the inside. That's how, how he could control the storm on the outside. And that's how come he knew who he was and he knew that he was in the Father's hands and he knew that that they that that ship could not go down and 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 I'm going to say this as long as you're walking with Christ and your boat might be being rocked today you might be encountering financial issues you might be encountering some problems with your health you, your, your relationships might be being a little rocked but as long as Jesus is in your boat your situation cannot go down Thank you, Lord. Amen. glory to God you believe that today you can maintain that love you understand you can maintain the peace you can have the joy of the Lord how do you do that how do you maintain all this Well, Philippians 4, 8, 9 says this way. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things which you've learned and received and heard and saw me. These do and the God of peace, love and joy. I'm adding that in there. will be with you. So uh, what am I saying? I'm saying we got to get a revelation of what God has already done for us. we got to get a revelation and, and, and start being thankful that, you know, it's like the disciples when they went out and cast out demons and they came back and they said, Jesus, they Jesus, the Bible says they came back joyful. Oh, we cast out demons in your name. And they were like, we got the power. And he said, don't rejoice just because you're walking in spiritual gifts. Rejoice because your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In other words, rejoice because you have an inheritance that will not fade away, glory to God. You have, we need to start rejoicing. I'm telling you, if, you, if, you just, if some of you just turn off the news, this week, don't listen to any news, don't get on any social media, just get on in the Word and just play worship music all week. Some of you say, that's all I do anyway. That's why you guys are walking in peace. Amen? But those, you know, sometimes we allow news to rattle us. Amen? The, 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 the news, you know, and, and listen. No, no, let's allow the good news of God's word to roll in our lives. Allow that. And I'm telling you, if we just turn off the media and turn on God's word and we start meditating on that, when Smith Wigglesworth, when, when that one minister came in uh, to, to, uh, to visit Smith Wigglesworth and he had the newspaper under his arm and Smith Wigglesworth opens the door, he said, you can come in, but that paper has to stay out. <laughs> what, what, what do I say why because, because I'm telling you just the world and the way the world operates and the political correctness of this society dumbs down the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ I'm telling you the gospel is meant to get into the faces of people the gospel is meant to reveal truth this is christ yes Christ on us The hope of glory. There is a reason and there is a cause why God has called us into a kingdom for a time such as this. And we're here to ring the bell to let people know, listen, listen, Jesus is on, is coming back sooner than we think. And I'm telling you, with all the stuff that's going on, I listen to the news, I look at all this stuff, I'm thinking, Armageddon. My God. Armageddon. You can't even buy ammunition anymore. <laughs> People, I got my guns. Yeah, but there's no ammunition out there. It's all gone. Amen. Thank God that I don't need bullets. I have the word of God. I have angels. I have angels you know, that are dispatched to guard me in all my ways. And I'm telling you, God's Word will not return void. And His angels will divinely protect us. And no matter what storms might be coming down the pike, we're going to make it through to the other side. We're going to make it through because we understand the love of God. We're going to make it through because of that revelation of His love. We're going to walk in His peace. And that peace is to promote the joy. And joy, the acronym for joy is Jesus on you. And when we get Jesus on us, and we get, what am I saying? Jesus, what am I saying? I'm saying that when we get into the Word, see, Jesus is the Word. Amen. And, we, and Jesus, He is the Word made flesh. And when we get into the Word, we're getting into Jesus. And when you get into the Word every day, And you, and you're living in the word every day. And that word is becoming a part of you. I'm telling you, the word, the, the incorruptible, indestructible word of the living God, when it gets on the inside of you, nothing will ever be able to rock your world. And you will be dominating the situations instead of the situations dominating you. Do you believe that today? I'm going to end this message. With a, with a Christmas reading, amen, uh, uh, of Luke 2, 8 through 14. Because this is so awesome. And, and God, it came to this point 2,000 years ago where the world was in turmoil. Uh, the governments were corrupt back then under Herod. You know, we know that Herod had all these children killed because they were, he was trying to kill Jesus. You, I don't know if you knew that or not. And so it was corrupt governments. And, and we're living in a similar time now where we have corruption all around us. But thank God that God's government will prevail in the end. you believe that today? And look at Luke 8, 2, 8 and 14. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in their fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone Around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Somebody say, Good tidings of great joy. Amen. Which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there were with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. I'm telling you, this Christmas season, we need to focus on, we need to get back and focus on Jesus again. We need to get focused on the fact that, that Jesus is so good to us. We need to get back to glorifying God in the highest. Understanding that God has brought peace through His Son, Jesus. And thank God that through that peace, God has given goodwill towards men. As, as long as we, in this Christmas season, as we walk in the peace and the love and the joy of God, We need to continue to stand in love towards one another. Stand in love towards those that's outside the church and give goodwill wherever we're at. And so I want to encourage you this week, do something good for somebody. Because I'm telling you, uh, uh, another key to Christmas uh, is giving and forgiving. We're called to give out and we're called to forgive. And I'm telling you, that's what God did for us. He gave His Son, Jesus. He forgave us of our sins. And He gives us eternal life. And if we keep focused on that being givers and forgivers, not allowing people to upset you, not allowing people to get you down, not, not taking your own revenge, uh, beloved, but, but leave room for God to take care of the situation. God will vindicate every wrong. He will make right every wrong that happens to us in this life or in the life thereafter. You believe that today? Amen. I'm telling you, God is so awesome. I'm telling you, God, let's bow our heads of prayer. Father, I just thank you, Father God, That in this Christmas season, that you're revealing your love to us, that you're revealing your peace and your joy, that that these are eternal blessings that we can walk in. And I pray that this church walks in your love, peace, and joy in this Christmas season and, and the year throughout. And for those that perhaps are watching online or maybe you're here today and You haven't bowed your knee to the Prince of Peace. Well, today is a day of salvation. You may not have another chance and you can receive the gift of life. So I'm going to say to you today, choose life. And if that's you and you're ready to do that today, put Jesus in the driver's seat of your life. Say this and mean in your heart. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus. You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.